Hey friends, it's your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this show, I am preparing for my Blades in the Dark game. I'm running a, about a four or five session Blades in the Dark game to get a good handle on the game, get a feel for it, see how we like it and take a break from D&D for a little bit. And it's been great fun. And so in, in this show, we talk about what happened in my previous session and talk about the kinds of things I can get ready for in my next session. This style of prep is different than when I prep D&D. Uh, I use, I start with the eight steps, but I usually throw out a lot of ideas. This show is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you are enjoying this show, if you enjoy the other work that I do and you want to help out, you can do so by becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. The links are in the show notes below. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive material, guidelines, tips and tricks, exclusive adventures, video previews, a dedicated channel, a Discord channel, all kinds of stuff. It's pretty cheap, two bucks, two bucks a month to join. And, uh, but most of all, they help support shows like this. So to the patrons of Sly Flourish, I cannot thank you enough. Thank you very much for your support. Yeah, so, oh boy. So I think last session was a true Blades in the Dark style session. And it worked out really well. I feel like I had prepped just what I needed to run. I don't feel like I threw a bunch of stuff away. We'll take a look at the notes that I had for last time. So the last notes were uh, on the 16th of January. And we started off with the blue coats arriving at the headquarters to harass them. The, the group immediately said, yeah, F these guys. And I think they, they, did, they, they did some flashbacky stuff. The, the, the main guy came in and they said, I'm pretty sure I put a grenade under the chair. And there was a quick time where I thought that they were going to blow up uh, one of the one of Dharma, like the, the leader of the blue coats. And I don't remember if they blew him up or not. I think it ended up like filling it with smoke. They didn't kill him, but it filled it up with smoke. And they use that smoke to kind of get out and get away and escape from their own thing. I didn't like the idea of hitting their own, hitting their home base, but it made for a strong start. And I think they, I think they forgave me. Then they have the head of Rorik. They have the head of the head of the crows named Rorik in a jar. And he said, hey, there are some things you can do to help me out right? One, you can help find me a body. The, the Dimmer sisters have an electroplasm laboratory. They have ways to help get me a, a new body. Uh, or you can just kill my rival, Lisa. She's the one that killed me. And you could go and, and take her out. And, I, and I'll tell you where she is. Or instead, you could kidnap Lisa's sister, uh, Lorette. And you can, we can use her as leverage. Which one of those you want to do? And they, they, they talked about it for some time. They kind of thought about what they wanted. And they said, we, we decided we want to get you a body. We think that that'll be, that'll be best. So we'll, we'll go get you a body. And so I, I looked up. So all I had was this stuff, right? The veil. So there's an interesting thing. There is actually a location called the veil in Duskfall. And it was a like a like a like a bar slash nightclub. So I said, wouldn't it be interesting if the Dimmer Sisters had a bar slash nightclub that was a front for the Electroplasm Laboratory? And I kind of came up with that on the spot, and it worked really. That that was outstanding, right? They had they they cased the place out. They did a bunch of pre work to figure out how they're going to get in. They they learned, you know, I did I did my tricks of like come up with the overall location and make sure that there's multiple ways they could get in. So like you can sneak in through the back, you can get in through the front as like pretending there's something you're not, or there's always like sewers, right? There's the secret sewers underneath. 
And, you know, that's a good like D&D thing you could do too. Whenever you have like a bigger location that you're thinking about, what are the different ways that somebody could get into this place is a good way for you to, to give options to the players so that they can choose interesting ways and, and even define their kind of gameplay that they want, right? Now in Blades, you can split the party. And so they did. Some went in through the front door, some went in pretending to be people that work there, and some of them snuck in through the, through the, through the, the basement. And they all got in there. And they, I used, I, I tugged a lot on like, oh, this is a rival that they found. So they actually found one of the rivals was there and they learned that the rival worked. They knew that this rival worked for the Dimmer sisters already. And they found a door and they said, we're pretty sure through that door is where the laboratory is. It's in the basement and it's through that door past the private suites and it's through that door. But the door has a big arcane glyph on it. And the only and, and only those who are allowed in seem to be able to get in. But we know, and I forget the guy's Flint. They knew that Flint, the spirit trafficker, works for the Dimmer Sisters. And they're like, I bet he's got a key. And so one of the characters says, Well, I'm gonna go seduce him, right? And I'm gonna take him upstairs and we're gonna pretend to have a good time and I'm gonna try to get that key from him. And so and she was very good about it. She said, you know. She said, this may be X Cardi, so let me know, right? And we were like, okay, we'll let you know. We're all ready, right? Hand, hand over the buzzer. And she said, I'm going to go seduce this guy. And we're like, no, that's cool. So, you know, because we said that like off-screen off sexual, consensual sexual contact is fine. And so she took him upstairs. And I said, of course, and, and he's like ready for business. He's like, yeah. And he starts taking off his clothes and he takes it and he's all, all crazy tattoos. And the key is his hand, right? And he goes, of course, right? He doesn't have a key card. He's got a tattoo on his hand. And she's like, all right, well, that doesn't, that only changes things slightly. Right? And she's like, and I forget she poisoned him. I think she started off by like poisoning him and he got him real woozy. And then when he was woozy, she just, she has like a knife hand thing, like, like uh, RoboCop had, right? A big knife blade for RoboCop. And she jacks him with the knife blade and kills him, right? And he's dead. And I'm like, yep, he's dead, right? Like we're not, you know, that, that, so much for Flint, right? And she's, <laughs> and then there was like, they're making checks like that. And one of the other characters is outside the hall and she like opens the door and says like, hey, we've got to like, you know, we got to get this guy. And like, two other people are walking out of one of the other cells while she's like sawing the arm off of this, <laughs> this guy. And he's like, Oh, it's all cool. And they're like, Hey man, everybody, everybody's on their own, right? Like whatever you're into is whatever you're into. And she's like, you know, and so there was this very, very great, like, you know, like the Bonnie situation in Pulp Fiction, right? Like, oh, right. And so, <laughs> and so, they, you know, hack his arm off. She goes, yeah, that just disappears like under my fancy dress. <laughs> and so, and then they're trying to like figure out, well, how are we going to, you know, there's a bunch of guards in this place. So one of the characters was pretending to be a maintenance worker who was working on one of the electroplasm amplifiers that was hammering out club music, right? This place was like, you know, like the, like the, like the big nightclub in, in, in John Wick, right? Just hammering music out and everybody's dancing and having a good time. And one of the, he's working on one of it and he breaks it on purpose. I think he blew it up and it crashes to the ground and like angry spirits come out and they're just eviscerating people, right? Like I, I, you know, my, 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 my nastiest one was they were going down a hall and there was a dude there and like a big ghostly hand came down and grabbed the guy and then pulled him up into the, through the ceiling. And while the ghost could grab him and move through the ceiling, he couldn't. So it just crushed him up like an accordion. Right. And they're like, ah, and then they, you know, they kind of ran around and they ran up to the door and they, you know, she, she pulls up Flint's hand 
and hits Flynn's hand up against the door and the door opened and that's where the session ended. So the very beginning of this session is them getting into the laboratory of the Dimmer Sisters. So what I expect to have, ha so it's really fun, chaotic situation, r p perfect heist kind of stuff, right? And I still, I still, <laughs> it's got accordion. Yeah, <laughs> probably made an accordion sound too as air left his body. So, <laughs> so it really felt natural. Like the heist style where they planned their approach, they made their checks. We, we did the, whatever, the engagement role to make sure that that worked. And then we went in and I'm sure like there were, because there's, one of the things about Blades is it really feels like there's mechanics all over it, right? There's, everything's got like a little piece of mechanics on it. And I wasn't even paying attention to that. I'm like, we're going to just make checks, right? And you make checks and we see what happens and then we describe the story. And that worked really well. You know, that worked really well. But, but I do feel like I'm sure there were like things that I was missing, right? There were things like in the mechanics. And I know the energy is like, who cares? Everybody had a good time, right? And that's fair. So yeah, so that worked, that worked. That was, that was really fun and interesting. So we're gonna, let's start today by setting up a new session planning. Yeah, my energy is high, right? I'm very excited about it. It was really fun. Like, and, and I mean, the other one was fun too. I don't know why this one felt different than the, the, the heist where they actually got the head of Rorik in the first place. There was something about it that just, it, it clicked a lot better. You know, the, it felt more real to me than, than the other. And I don't know why. Maybe still getting comfortable with the rules and stuff like that. And now I'm at least comfortable enough to know what I need to be able to enjoy a, a fun session. Sunday Blades. So let's start by taking a look at the crew. Uh, we have Andrea the Rat Templeton, played by Pat, a lurk... Apprentice Shadow uh, mingles with the rich. Salia was is an ally, an info broker who is at this place, and Darmot is a blue coat who may, I think Darmot may show up again, right? Because I think is Darmot uh, multiple people. I don't know, but I think there's some more of these people that I want to certainly bring bring involved, get involved. Uh, Arden Storm Shadow Keels played by Brian. So Brian, I have not seen Brian in a week. I'm a little worried because one of my players has has fallen off the grid, and I don't know. I don't. I hope everything is okay with him, but I have not been able to contact him for a week. So I don't expect he will be at today's game, and I hope everything is okay. Uh, so Chance Fingers Barrow is played by Jerry. He is a leech, an academic, a collector of fingers. Jewel is his ally blood dealer, and Eckert is a corpse thief enemy. Morlin the Kingmaker is played by Jay. He's the one that blew up the, he blew up the electroplasm generator. And he is the, a spider who likes to get involved with the bourgeois and is, is, has Jaren, a blue coat archivist, who was also there. So when the blue coats showed up, we had both uh, one that was kind of a friend of theirs and one that was an enemy of theirs. And that worked out really. And Salia, the info broker, is a rival. So we have one person there who's got two connections. Uh, Nishan Lex Adele, played by Juliet, she is the one who hacked the arm off of the dude. She did not like Flint. Flint is now gone. Bazos Baz is her rival. Brill is her drug dealer. And then finally, Porto Half-Off Hightower, played by Joe. He was the one that was watching the doors and he's the muscle that's trying to make sure that everybody gets through. He is a, a, a cutter. He likes to fight in the fighting pits. That's come up. Sawtooth is his physiker. Mercy is his cold killer. So those are those are all the the characters uh, in in today's game. So I think we'll have five. I expect we'll have five at today's game. So 
let us go back to here. So one thing, uh, here's here's something I can do. Because I, 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 I have like NPCs that I'd like to. So if we look at the situation, if we look at the situation, we can take a look at which, uh, I can start archiving this stuff too. We'll move this to old session notes. I want to look at which, uh, I want to look at the NPCs and say, which of these NPCs do I think have a have a place in in our in our game here so we definitely have so dharma can definitely we're going to go straight to npcs i really should clean this up one day you'd think i'd clean this up but it's not this day so we have dharma the blue coat could be there which also means since we have blue coats jaren could also be right they can show up because the whole place is like blowing up so the idea of like the people with the big tall hats and the nightsticks come running in like ghosts are there we have Flint is dead. Salia we know is there because we already we already said that she was there. And Salia is good because she's connected to a couple of different people. Flint's dead. We will still put Flint on the NPC list because you know dead doesn't mean you're not involved. Also helps me remember names. Flint's hand is an important thing. Uh, I don't think Eckert makes much sense. I don't think Jewel makes much sense. We are mentioned Sal. Brill doesn't make much sense. Bazos probably isn't going to show up. Sawtooth, he could work here. It'd be kind of fun. He's the physicer, but he might, he might, this could be a fun secret, right? Moonlights for the Dimmer Sisters and works on body modifications and electroplasmic integration enhancement. I'm going to put that in quotes because it's funny. So anybody else, any other characters that we want to uh, involve? Mercy, I want to bring Mercy in, a cold killer, right? So why might Mercy be here? If there was a death, the death bells would go off and the spirit wardens and their crows. That's a good idea. So maybe we have a bunch of spirit wardens show up, right? To handle the mess. The only problem is, uh, and so Eckert is a corpse thief. Maybe Eckert, we could have Eckert trying to steal bodies, right? Maybe. I'll put it there. We don't need monsters. Boom. And I don't know about treasure. I, I should figure out, and I don't really need the scratch pad. Makes me feel good to delete sections I don't need. Yeah, it was not quiet, so everybody's showing up, right? It seems like having somebody, like having not, not a, a dimmer sister, but like, because I guess you never really see the dimmer... So maybe Mercy shows up, right? A strong start could be Mercy. The cold killer arrives and confronts the characters with X, let's say four. And what would these guys be called? Uh, these are Dimmer Sister. They're not cutthroats. I want, I'm, I'm imagining like arcane enhanced, like troubleshooter cleaners, right? And that, and the dimmer sister cleaners are a, they are that that's a clock, right? We have four of them that they have to deal with. So that works. And then, so, so that, that seems like a good fun. So we, we have, a, I think we got a good fun, strong start right off the bat, right? Which is right away. You know, the spirits are running around free. The spirit wardens are, have, a bunch of spirit wardens have showed up and the blue coats have showed up 
And that's all going on upstairs. They have not yet made it downstairs. Meanwhile, they're downstairs. They're in this hallway. They just opened the door and they see the lab and they turn the other way and they see Mercy and four Dimmer Sister cleaners that are making their way down here and see the characters and go, oh, you guys, you know, you're going to wish you were dead when we're done with you. We're going to harvest your parts and we're going to make you something. Don't worry. You're going to be supporting people far greater than you. And they have to deal with them. That's going to be a nice throw down, right? And then, you know, so throw down below the, and what's the name of the place? I already forget the location name. It was really cool. Oh, and I have session notes. Yeah. I actually used the session notes. That, that works really well. The veil. All right. Do I have a page for the veil? I don't. I don't need a page for the veil. We have the Veil nightclub, and we and then we have the Veil Electroplasm lab, Laboratory, and that's one where we, we're going to want to fill. Where we're going to fill in some details of what that laboratory is like and some things that it's got. So throw down below the Veil, enter the laboratory, uh, get uh, Rorik a body. Rorik is one of our NPCs. Head of the head of the crows. That just amuses me, right? He's the head of the head of the crows. CJ85 says, the Dimmer Sisters version of Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction. I actually think it's more like Harvey Keitel in Point of No Return. If you want to see a cleaner who does real cleaning, check out Point of No Return and, and Harvey Keitel's role in that, which I think is what's funny about it, right? Is like in, in Pulp Fiction, he's talking about like what kind of divan sheet to coat the back of the thing with. And in Point of No Return, he's using barrels of acid to get rid of hands and faces. It's really gory. This one's still, this one's not dead yet. Oh, what did I just do? I just closed my window. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, thank God. Do they know how they're going to transport a body out of an active crime scene? No. No, they do not. So they get the, get Rorik a body and get out. And then we have downtime. And we may, I think, I really feel like it's time for one final mission, right? Bring Rorik to, what's her name? Lisa, right? Confront Lisa. I think that that will be a good time. Have they done anything with the crew sheet? No, but they might. I think during our downtime after this one, we'll do some crew sheet stuff. I've been letting them handle it because I don't understand it. I haven't, the, the crew sheet stuff really is, is, you know, I'm having a hard enough time. And I have trouble with the crew sheet. It's like a whole other separate character sheet to keep track of. So I think we might do one final thing and then maybe some final downtime. Which means this game might go, I mean, we'll see, right? It might be that like, we're happy to end it here today. We'll see how it ends, especially after, after the downtime. The, but it's possible that we might want to do one more session after that, which means one more, either one more session or maybe even two more sessions to go with Blades. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Otherwise, we're going to probably start my start a Numenera game and figure that out. So what other secrets uh, might they discover? Well, I want to kind of go to the locations here. So what are, what are some things that you would find? You, you'd have like body modification tanks, Organic, humanoid, human slash demon hybrid experiments, right? Brains in jars, 
a secret way into the Deathlands. I don't know about a secret way. I think I, yeah. I mean, there's probably an an, an escape way out. And maybe it goes out to the harbor, right? Escape tunnel to the harbor. Sounds pretty good. Abby normal. Abby someone. Demon Roomba to clean up the place. Body shoot. A body shoot. <laughs> it's like where your where your laundry goes, right? <laughs> you know, a big laundry chute. And it's it's connected to some of the rooms upstairs because it's not oh, and then maybe somebody like <laughs> Maybe a fun event is that someone throws Flint's body down there because I think it was like one of the upstairs rooms is a barber shop, right? The demon barber. Any other, what, what, oh, you know, I like that, like a cyber demon. All right, we'll take one, like we'll have a huge cyber demon right out of, and what are some options? So, so body options, right? So I like sort of a half mechanical spider body, I like a half mechanical. A squid body. That seems kind of cool. A tall humanoid body. If you were building bodies for things, so there's like a demon, you know, half demon body. That might be the cyber demon body, right? A human with telescoping eyes. So what would be like a mastermind? So you have like a watery one, right? You have one that you like you could live in you could live in water, like a squid. There's one that's like a big spider. You could go around as a spider. There's probably like a a big humanoid body. That would make sense. I like the idea of like the big war machine, like a big cyber demon war machine. What other kinds of, you know, what what other kinds of weird bodies uh could exist? A child. Yeah. Like a doll child, right? A snake. Oh, a half snake person. La a lamia. Called the lamia. That would be pretty good. What else? What are any other? I mean, those are all pretty good. Rever <laughs> reverse centaur. A supermodel. Eh. Yeah, you could have like two attractive humanoid bodies. Centaurs are technically insects. <laughs> all right. I think those are, those are good. Are those fun? Are they all? Is every one of these fun? right? Yeah, I think so. They're pretty great. Yeah. Hey, Lorgazumba's here. Hi, Lorgazumba. Things are good. So any other, any other, so let's do complications, right? Things that might happen, think, you know, bad things that could happen. Something explodes, uh, something animates, Demon gets free. I'm just trying to think of like, you know, sometimes it's hard to think up fun things that can happen as a complication in these, in these places. Ceiling collapses, spirits flee down here, bodies animate, PC possession, more cleaners show up, a, a dimmer sister arrives, the floor is a mimic, toxic spill, probably one more. Something fun that would happen in this place. Security doors lock. Probably something kind of zanier than that. Mike's top 10 complications. I'm, I'm trying to make it like a die I can roll. What else? What other, what other weird thing could occur down there? We already have things animating. More cleaners are showing up. Spirits are a flood. Yeah, flood's good. Yeah. The place floods. 
how about the whole place begins to sink and flood, right? Like something boom and the whole thing goes and like the floor goes and all of a sudden water starts going to go, oh, oh, this whole building's going underneath like in Casino Royale. So that's cool. I think we've got fun complications. I think we've got good, good fun things that are inside the electroplasm laboratory. I think we've got a good starting situation here. Some secrets and clues. The Dimmer sisters are otherworldly. Is it, what are the connections between the Dimmer sisters and we need something between the Dimmer sisters and the, who are the other gangs? Bazos Baz, what's his gang? The Red Sashes. That's not Bazos Baz's gang. Bazos Baz is uh, the ones that everybody told me I mispronounced. I got like a hundred comments. The Lamp Blacks. So what's happened with the Lamp Blacks during this time while all of this has been going on? Uh, what's been happening to the Lamp Blacks? Oh, let's see. We have Limpy's older brother is hunting for the characters. The red sashes are under attack from, are under what, high scrutiny from the crows for the loss of Rorik's head. Any other big events that are going on? I don't know if I need all 10 secrets and clues. I don't think the secrets and clues really come out that often when we're doing these kinds of things. Other things that they might discover while they're down in this laboratory or things that they might pick up during downtime, right? These are things they can learn in the next game. Lisa is on the move, worried about a potential assassination attempt. The Lamp Blacks have gone to ground, but are worried about repercussions from the, from the Red Sashes. The red sashes have lost most of their street cred. They're most of the street fighters due to a lack of funding from the crows who held it back after they lost Rorik's head. Lisa has taken a cabin on a docked Leviathan hunter. Is there another interesting faction that we want to drop in? Well, let's take a look at the factions. The Bill Hooks, uh, kind of boring. The Brigade, Firefighters, Bluecoats, Cabbies, Church of Ecstasy of the Flesh, the Circle of Flame, Secret Society of Antiquarians and Scholars, Citizenry, City Council, the Crows, Ciphers, Deathland, Deathland Scavengers, Dimmer Sisters, Dockers, the Foghounds, Maybe the Foghounds, the Forgotten Gods, cultists, follow the old ways. I love cults. The Foundation, powerful ancient order of architects and builders, gondoliers, the Grey Cloaks, former blue coats who turned to crime. Grey Cloaks might not be, that might be good. Grinders, the Hive, the Horde, Imperial Military, Ink Rakes, Inspectors, Ironhook Prison. Mm, prison could be fun too. The Leviathan Hunters, Lord Skurluk, Ancient Noble, Immortal, The Lost, Street Tufts, Ex-Soldiers, Ministry of Preservation, Railjacks, Silver Nails, Renowned Ghost Killers, 
They might be fun. I think we're going to go with the silver nails, right? I'm going to say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So let's do one more. Lisa worried that she and her sister might come under attack because Rorik knew about them. She's bringing, what's her name, Yvette? Lorette. So what is the name of the Leviathan Hunter ship? I need a cool, cool name for this ship that she's, that she's staying on. So there's this huge hulking ship, the Night Hulk, the Schwab. <laughs> we'll go with Night Hulk, right? Great big black ship. So there's my secrets. So I got my locations. I got complications. I got NPCs. Treasure, how much, how do I know what to award a, a score? Does anybody know where to find the information about rewarding a score? I just want to hurl coin at them, but I don't know how much coin to hurl. Coin. Is eight coins? I don't know how you determine how much coin someone should get. A good size score is eight coins. So I think this is a good size score, right? I think they've, they've pulled it off. So they, I think they will gather enough possessions that they could fence for up to eight coins. Maybe 10 if they want, if, they, if they're risking discovery. Table on that on page 146. Thank you. After a score, PCs take stock in their income. Yeah, eight coins. It's a, this is a big job. This is a big one. So they're going to... But I think the idea that they can get eight coins or they can get 10 if they're willing to... Uh, 10 if they're willing to, to take a little bit of a risk to, to, try to, fence it, to try to fence the goods. They can fence it for free. Like they'll, they'll get eight no matter what. Because it says don't screw with them. I think that works. So I think I've got everything I need. I'll tell you that prep for blades, I still find a lot of the mechanics confusing. And just, there's just a lot, right? It's a, it's a heavy game, I think. And, but I do find the prep to be pretty refreshing, pretty freeing, right? And I do think it fits well. Like there's a couple things that I'm yanking out of the uh, eights that I think, I guess just monsters, right? That's about the only thing that I'm, you know, that I'm, that I'm removing from this. Otherwise, and even then you could still do it. It'd still be like, who are the, who are the, people that oppose the characters, right? Did you ever resolve the question of how to describe eight coin in concrete game terms? Yes, because they, they talk about like months wages and stuff like that. So there was, there, there's some good things that kind of take coin and convert that into normal amounts. I still kind of stumble around like when a character is talking to another character about how much they give, I have to sort of abstract and say, he offers you eight coins worth of reward, right? It's still a little weird. But I think I think I've got what I need. So I think we are going to call this show done. I think we're I think we're ready to go. So next week I will let you know how things go and we will see if we are continuing. I think we may probably I would expect we might do one more. The players are certainly into it, so I don't think they'd mind doing one more score. And I think it'd be kind of fun the, the idea of the idea of having one final score where they confront Lisa, the head of the crows with the with Rorik. 
would be kind of fun. But that might happen at downtime too, so we'll see. Anyway, thank you all very much for coming today and hanging out with me while I while I prepared for my game. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, you can help me out by subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter. You can support me directly on Patreon. You can subscribe to my videos on YouTube, or you can pick up any of my books. All the links for all of those are in the show notes below. Thank you very much. Have a great day, and get out there and play an RPG.